When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's June in L.A. You're walking down the middle of Hollywood Boulevard, taking in the laughter, love, life. It's L.A. Pride. There are over 130 parade floats, marchers, performers, and more supporting equality for the LGBTQIA community. You're reapplying some glitter when suddenly you see a figure stumble out of a restaurant and run towards you. It's a bear. Wait, we already did that. That's because it's not that kind of bear. I'm talking about rugged, brawny, hairy bears. Wait, he brought friends. It's a bear attack. And to make matters worse, you're sunburnt. You can't find your friends. How are you going to get out of this one? Well, on today's episode, we're going to have a different type of survival show, one filled with warmth, tenderness, and clean, clean white shoes. We're going to talk about everything from Broadway to glow-in-the-dark condoms, all in a celebration of Pride Month. Hello and welcome to Survivor Die Trying, the podcast where we'll learn to survive anything and everything life can throw at you. I'm Cameron Esposito, comedian, writer, and survival expert. With the help of some amazing guests, I'll guide you through some of life's stickiest situations. From hurricanes to bad breakups, no topic is off the table. And we'll bring you tips and tricks every week with a new episode out each Wednesday. But before we start, I do need to say this show is for entertainment purposes only. Experts say we are not experts. And today we're talking surviving and celebrating pride. Thanks to all of you who downloaded, listened, and subscribed so far. We'd love to hear your comments and survival tactics. Please go to SurviveOrDieTrying.com and leave us a voice message or comment. We want to hear from you. Okay, Pride. I actually didn't go to any of the Pride events that have happened so far in Los Angeles. There's like a big parade. Didn't go to that. Well, wait a minute. I can't remember. The, there's one in West Hollywood and then there's one in Hollywood. And those are, in case you don't live here in LA or are not familiar with it, those are not the same place at all. They are very different places. There was a Hollywood parade over the weekend. I was trying to get somewhere and it turns out that I just had to turn around because it is vibrant. Pride is vibrant in Los Angeles. There's also a non-commercial pride alternative here called Dyke Day. That's like where I would usually go. It is a scene. It is a scene. Dogs, haircuts, booths where people are getting flogged and working on their leather boots getting shined. I didn't go this year. I don't know. I honestly think like it has, it's stressed me out in the past. It's like walking a gauntlet a little bit. And I needed a break. Now, am I doing some things? Yeah, I went to go see a Drag King show. My parents have their allied pride flag up. I received a text from them about that. But, you know, I have two guests on the show, and I have no idea what they've done so far with their Junes. So please welcome. I don't know why I'm saying welcome. Like, I'm going to be able to hear your applause. I will welcome. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Producer Chelsea, pride. You live in New York. Has it happened yet? Hi, it has not happened yet. We're waiting. I've gotten World Pride in New York. It was it was a couple years ago um, that because there is a 
like like a world celebration that bounces around different cities. I went when it was in New York and I also went to the Dyke March, which um, you are a person who is a straight person, correct? I Yeah, I am a person who is straight. I'm a straight person. Not even on the edges of the spectrum? Not so far in life, you know? Well, there we go. Who am I we to don't say? Know. Who am I yeah. to say? But not, not thus far. Have you ever been to the Dyke March or do you know what I'm talking about? I have not. It happens and I, in New York. And I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what but I'm it, I talking would about? It, it's, it is what it sounds like. It's incredibly fun. It's like highly political and super like in the streets, signs, but also harnesses. But first, I want to welcome my other guest. Now, this person, I think, brings a little more expertise to this topic. We've got Michael Judsonberry, co-host of the Social Dose podcast. Michael, do you have pride expertise? Hi. Uh, we'll see. I, at least I am I am a gay person. So I, I, I bring that to the table Immediate at least a little qualification. bit. There we go. You live in New York? Yes. And I, I was also at World Pride here a few years ago. That was fun, and it right? was it was fun. Mm-hmm. It was just that was a crowd. Yeah, yeah, like, it really oh, was. Whoa. It was fun though, yeah. Michael, have you done any Pride stuff so far this June? Yes. I kicked off Pride at Stonewall on June 1st. Mm-hmm. They had a big like beginning of Pride event, which was fantastic. They had these drag queens up from Friends of George's, they're called, the drag bar in, um, I want to say, Tennessee. Oh, awesome. They were fantastic. Uh, it was really fun, really special night to start it out, of all places, mm-hmm. at Stonewall. That was a nice one. Yeah, and for folks that are listening that don't know what we're talking about, Stonewall is a bar in New York where an uprising, because bars were being raided and folks were being arrested and there was an uprising, was queer and specifically trans women of color um, fighting back so that we could have our own spaces. And so it's actually a, a national monument, which there's like a little plaque and that makes me cry. Yeah, they say that that's where the pride movement well, one of the many places, but one of the main places where it started. So yeah, it's now a national historic space. So we're going to talk about today on the show how to survive celebrations of yes. pride. We'll hear how to get through the parade and big crowds. And as always, we'll play a game of Thrive, Survive, or Take a Dive, where we ask how celebrities would manage during a June Pride celebration. All of that and more coming right up. We'll be back after this. Okay, Chelsea, Michael. Now, here's the thing. I think you're both a bit younger than me. The reason I bring up age is because I think in queerness, there are like micro generations where because it is the fastest civil rights movement in the history of the United States, the year that you, it's not just like the decade that you were that you're in, like the year that you're born could also mean that you had a completely different experience. Like I actually graduated from college the same week that Massachusetts became the first state to legalize same-sex marriage. And I was in Massachusetts. I was in Boston. So I went to the courthouse in Boston with my girlfriend. We were at a college where we couldn't come out. We we went down there and we watched the first same-sex couples that were legally married come out of the courthouse. That's something that I've gotten to do in my life, which is incredible. And if I was one year older, I wouldn't have been there because I would have like not been, well, actually I wasn't in Boston the next year, but we don't know. If I was one year younger, 
I wouldn't have had this thing where, you know, graduating from college for me anyway symbolized like entering adulthood. So I felt like it was entering adulthood at the exact same moment that I got this right that to me felt very adult. The idea that I could get married and the idea that I was graduating, like they lined up and symbolized for me adulthood. And that just perfectly happened at the same time. Also, in 2015, when the Supreme Court legalized gay marriage, I had a television show that was debuting that year, and my first spouse and I got married that year. So I got married and had a TV show actually about being two queer married people the same year that also was legal nationwide. So my life has very bizarrely lined up with these events in a way that it just is completely, I think, specific to being 41. Wow. So why am I saying all this? <laughs> because also the first place that I was exposed to queer people is like on television and in movies, because I am an age where like, I didn't, there weren't like out queer kids in my high school or my grammar school or my college even. So like the first time I was encountering folks who were queer, it was on TV. Is that true for either of you? Did you like when you were younger, did you know queer people? I was really lucky that I started doing musical theater when I was six and both my parents love theater. So they let me get into it as a hobby. I was super ADD as a kid and they were like, just get away from us. And there were always like gay people in the shows. And so as a kid, I was really lucky to grow up in a time when most of my friends wouldn't have had that kind of an opportunity. But I had friends who were out, proud, partnered, queer people as a kid. So to me, it was just normal. There was like men with husbands, men with women. It was great. I have two follow-up questions. Where? I grew up in Syracuse, New York. And then when you say you were in musical theater, do you mean like you were one of the child, like you were the children in adult productions? Is that what you mean? Yes. Sorry. So like I was Oliver and Oliver. I yeah, yeah, was the little boy in King totally. and I. Like, yeah. I was the biggest diva when I was a kid where I was like, I don't want to be in shows with other kids. I only work with adults because I'm an adult. I was that kid. But, but yeah, with TV though. And then I grew up with Will and Grace, which I loved. And The Nanny, which I think was also in its own way kind of a a queer-friendly show in a lot of ways, maybe, as I recall. For sure queer-coded, yeah. I mean, Fran so, for sure, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and the butler, yeah. So he was, he was a little, I think, I think he's a little bi. But yeah, but especially Will and Grace. I grew up with that being like, one day I want to be just like Will. Meanwhile, mm. I'm a total jack. <laughs> and Chelsea, like, what about your exposure to like, Are you, was it a... An IRL thing? Was it on TV? Was it in books? Like, where did you first meet queer folks? Luckily, especially because I went to like a pretty liberal high school and stuff. Like, I had friends in high school who were who were gay, and it wasn't, and it was openly talked about and expressed. And I will say, I grew up like right in the pocket of Glee getting really big, and so that was actually really, really f formative for a lot of people, and like really coloring a lot of how sixteen-year-olds were thinking about queerness at the time. Like, I remember appointment television, like, Glee being appointment television for me every week. And that was new. Like, that was really fresh at the time, you know, and a big deal. I did a panel last weekend with Chris Colfer, who's, who was one of the stars of Glee, who has, in the time since Glee, this was like, a, this was something I didn't know, who has written 18 books, 18 books. 18 books. 
Do you hear the number I'm what? saying? That's, <laughs> I don't know. I, my boyfriend bought me a journal and I've made like three entries. I have written one book. It almost killed me. 1818. <laughs> so, I mean, just congratulations to that person. And I totally hear you that that was an impactful thing. I think both of those things, I think Will and Grace and also Glee, like they weren't on TV when I was like a little kid. Um, Ellen was, and she came out when I was young, but I wasn't allowed to watch her show. Also, Boys Don't Cry came out when I was maybe in high school, and I did rent that and watch it secretly in my parents' basement, even though I didn't know why I was watching it. Mm -hmm. And Queer Eye was, like, coming into popularity. Mm. Not the reboot, but, like, the Ridge, which I don't even yes. know if you both know that there was an original. I know. And, um, I know. I had Jay's haircut. I was obsessed with Queer Eye. I oh, used to yes. watch it with my neighbor's <laughs> mom. How gay is this, little gay? Like, we used to sit in the afternoons oh, after school yeah. on her couch, like, have tea and watch Queer Eye. And then I went and got Jay Rodriguez's haircut because I was oh, so obsessed God, with him. Also, the show Rent was something I was obsessed with in... yeah. High school. It's the first Broadway show I ever saw. And it and at that time I was such a huge fan of the show and I couldn't believe that I was there. It was like I think it was the first time I went to New York and I saw it. And um weirdly, <laughs> the Roger, who's like there's two main characters, like Mark and Roger, um, was played by Joey Fatone. <gasps> you of, saw that cast. Of, oh, in sync. All uh, right. Yeah, that was truly amazing and really wonderful to see. And yeah, it really did. Um, it really did impact me to see that show. Okay. All right. Thank God that our producer Medina actually gave me some like real information because this I didn't know off the top of my head and I really should. But Pride Month. The concept of it comes from the Stonewall Riots, a series of riots for gay liberation that took place over several days beginning on June 28th, 1969. If we're going to whittle it down to parades, like a pride parade, mm -hmm. let's talk about surviving that. So first of all, mm -hmm. it is going to be, here are some things I'm going to say that are going to be at a pride parade. Feathers, glitter, people in Speedos, you're going to get loud, like, house music. <laughs> you're going to mm -hmm. get um, maybe some, like, EDM. You're going to get – there's going to be drag queens. You're going to have floats. You're going to have corporate sponsors. So all of those things coming at you, let's really come together and talk about how you're going to stay close to your friends, um, what you're going to wear to be out all day, and – like, is there a sort of worst case scenario for this? And how will you get yourself out of that situation? So, like, let's start, first of all, with what are you going to wear to a pride parade? And it, this is tough because you got to because you have to be over the top, but you also have to be able to walk like potentially nine miles. So, like, yeah, really lay it out for me. You definitely need comfortable shoes that you also that you don't particularly like because they're going to get stepped on by hundreds of people. So, so I've seen so many guys shoes. go out. Yeah, so many guys got in those like white, cute white sneakers with like <laughs> maybe a little like rainbow flag on like the side. Right, okay. And they are brown within 20 minutes. Got it. So no one can see your feet anyway. So don't even worry about it. Don't even okay. bother getting a pedicure. Like your feet are ruined. Um, 
I don't know. It's it's usually so hot, right? So, so you're again, wearing your worst uh, shoes, but are you wearing your yeah, worst what are you shoes? Wearing I think disposable clothes in general, because inevitably somebody's going to spill something on you and then you're sticky. So when the feathers and the glitters are going, it's sort of like being tarred and feathered, but like in a fun celebratory way. Um <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, so like I think the disposable clothing in general is key, and like light, you know, something that you can wear when it's going to be like a hundred degrees with a thousand percent humidity. Because even if it's not humid out, there's a lot of bodies. So I mean, this is gay cis gay dude culture is really bringing a different thing to. A pride celebration. Because when you're talking about, like, those cute white sneakers, like, ne'er have those sneakers been seen at one single dyke march. I'm talking boots. (laughs) Like, heavy, steel-toed boots. It's full humidity boots. Probably shorts, but long shorts. Not shorts that are – no butt cheeks are coming out. They're long. They've got pockets to put stuff in. Also, like, dogs, you know, like, I think it's a difference of being, like, of the amount of time somebody thinks they're going to be out. Like, the gay dude that is wearing a tank top because, like, he's going to go straight to another bar and then another bar. Different setup here. I think people are are going out early in the day and then uh, straight home. Are you going with friends? Are you going solo, hoping to pick somebody up? Chelsea, you also have to answer this Um, because, like— I don't know. Maybe there's like this super open-minded progressive dude there. So like, what is pride for you? Is it a buddy situation? Is it a hookup situation? It's a buddy situation. It's tough like as a straight person because it's kind of like, it's like going to somebody else. It's like not my parade, literally. So it's like, <laughs> it kind of feels like being like the... It is the, exactly like going to somebody else's parade. You're right. It's yeah. quite literally the thing. <laughs> it's quite literally going to somebody else's parade. So it's like, it's kind of like being like a maid of honor, I guess, where it's like, this is not my yeah. party, but I still want it to go well, but it's not my party. That's actually very well said. I think that I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think that's a very, that's like a very cute way of looking at it. Cause I, I agree. Well, I will just say for me, I totally want straight people to feel like they can op into queer things without me having to like invite. Like to me, it's just like, Know that you should be there, you know, and like educate yourself. And this is the same thing for like movies. You know, people will be like, but how, but what characters am I supposed to relate to? I'm like, the characters that are in it, you know, like, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like you going to Pride is awesome. And I also like the idea of you going with friends. Are you going with like a group of like straight folks who are going to stand on the sidelines and like cheer? Or are you going to go with like some queer folks and be the bestie that supports them as they hook up? Is it like a wingman situation? I don't even know if I have the skills. I wouldn't give myself enough credit to even be like a good wingman necessarily. But I'm like, I'm going with them and I'm behind them 100%. But I don't I don't know if I'm, I can't get, my, I can't get myself laid sometimes. So I don't know how I'm going to like... <laughs> Do that for but hang on, all right, else. hang on. Let's just let's walk through this scenario. <laughs> Let me just hear your best delivery of, "Hey, my friend thinks you're cute." Hey, uh, my my friend over there uh, thinks you're cute. In the that's pretty good. In the yeah, dark shoes. In the practical it's, shoes. In the dark shoes. <laughs> 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 that's pretty good. Michael, can I hear yours? Um, um, and this is this is for when you go to straight pride. 
Oh, for oh, when yeah. I go to straight this pride? This is for me. This is for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, thank God, because I love straight pride. Um, <laughs> I love hamburgers and hot dogs. Because it's 4th of July, right? Uh, no, so I would be, uh, if it was Chelsea's, I'd, uh, oh, it depends on the person. It, it's that way I can be like, hey, I'm so sorry to bother you, but do you see that awesome chick over there? She thinks you're really cute, and she'd love to meet you, and I'm just sort of sussing it out. How do you feel? My, that was really good. That was really thanks. good, Michael. That was better than, than mine. Uh, I, I've wingman for many a person, but I'm that annoying because I have no shame in just like walking up to a person and being like, hello, my name's Michael. My friend thinks you're cute and would love to buy you a drink. What do you think? Something you know. I like about what you did there that I, well, first of all, I want to say I really like Chelsea calling out the dark shoes. I thought that was a very important moment. Um, but Michael, something I liked about what you did is I like the question, I like the sussing it out moment. Like yeah. it's such a good way of phrasing it. And I feel like I'll take that for future. Like that's just like, it just felt very like in group and kind of chatty in a really nice way. So I think, um, as a pride survival technique, sussing it out is a key bit to add to our vernacular for the day. Yeah. Well, I think we've really honestly discovered a lot about ourselves and each other. And just real quick, before I let you go, Michael, I we want to make sure to run through some actual survival advice. This is from the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, and their staff has like some real thoughts on how to let your rainbow flag fly high. For instance, they mentioned music that has to be played at Pride, and they specifically requested um, you need to play I'm Coming Out and Born This Way. Uh, I absolutely think those are, I mean, classic anthems that are heard at parades nationwide, perhaps even globally. So thanks to them. Um, now, they suggested fierce shoes. I warn against fierce shoes. I did that for Pride one year in seven-inch heels, and I regretted it. Okay, yeah. So we're going to go ahead and say to them, <laughs> not today, task force. Yeah. Um, they also Some suggest bringing... Yeah. <laughs> they also suggest bringing a cell phone. We love, I love, I love, I love this. I don't know who wrote this, but we know, we know how many, we know what decade they're in of their life. <laughs> we know that they're in their seventh decade. <laughs> Oral. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, they also suggested that you should bring like a statement tea, which actually I think that is that is something one sees at Pride a lot, like yes. a strong statement on a tea or tank. Uh, mm -hmm. I feel like that is something that really Pride does call for. Um, and also water and sunscreen. Yes. Huge. Cannot I overstate. second those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this is the final one. Safe sex kits. Like, for instance, condoms. Yeah, what a concept. Like yeah. <laughs> Well, there was that time when PrEP came out and all of a sudden all these guys were like, I don't need condoms anymore. And it's like, there, there are so many other things. So I'm so glad that they threw condoms in that kit. That's good to hear. I was really chomping at the bit to share that I um, bought some glow-in-the-dark condoms the other day that I found. And so I think those are a great addition to Pride as well, on a personal note. I think you should go find some glow-in-the-dark condoms. Chelsea, quick cue. Do you know if you have to, like, charge them? You know, like, glow-in-the-dark, like a dino? So I have, like, two sort of 
reference points for glow in the dark. One is the dino that you have to leave in the sun. The other one is the glow stick that you have to crack. So the condom, does it fall into either of these categories? You know, I have not used it yet. They're sitting in my drawer. I think you would have to charge them. (laughs) If and when I do use them, it's going to have to be like a pause situation. It's going to be like, all right, we got to go put these out in the kitchen under a light for for five minutes and then return to what we were doing. If you're reaching for a condom, the best, that's always at the best point to just like take a real slow pause. You know what I mean? To just like cool it down. Uh Um, I guess that's better than a crack because I could see some people losing track of when to crack and waiting till mm-hmm. it's already on. And oh, then I can see imagine? some people needing to go to the ER. <laughs> I just hope they're really, really bright. And I'm picturing like once they go inside a human, that human then kind of glows a little bit. Like, like you open your mouth and like purple light comes out. Yeah, like you sort of become like a human lava lamp, but just like while they're doing it. <laughs> well, Michael, you've been such a treat. Thank you so much for coming on to this portion of the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was so much fun. And for folks who absolutely loved you, just like I did, they can check you out on The Social Dose. So thank you so much for your time and all of your gay, gay wisdom. That was Michael Judsonberry, co-host of the Social Dose podcast. We'll be back in just a minute. Now it's time for What's in Cameron's Backpack. I'll be given a series of scenarios related to a life-threatening event. Today, it's the Pride Parade. And I'll have to explain how I'd survive. I have a backpack full of items that could help, but unfortunately it's been packed by producer Chelsea and she packed it in a hurry. Chelsea, what am I up against and what's in my backpack? Yeah, so today your pride scenarios are scenario number one. You're walking along Hollywood Boulevard, passing where Lisa Vanderpump's restaurant Pump used to be, where my friend caught his hair on fire, but that's a story for another time, and you bump into an ex who was also obsessed with the show Vanderpump Rules. You haven't heard from or seen this ex in years, but she tells you she's still into you and she wants to make out. So, here's what you got in your backpack. A children's coloring book with markers, a banana peel, and the sled from Citizen Kane. I, first of all, I don't know anything about Vanderpump Rules. Not one thing. That's just an aside. What will I use? The banana peel and the sled from Citizen Kane. Everybody knows banana peel, slippy and slidey. Throw that banana peel down on the ground and I'm sledding on out of there. Wow, X averted, Mm X escaped. Okay, scenario number two. You're scheduled to attend a very important star-studded event at Pride with a superstar headliner, but you lost your ticket and itinerary in the crowd and you can't find it. You have no time to call your agent for the details. So here's what you got in your backpack. A yo-yo, the Hubble telescope, and a bouquet of flowers. Trick question, the very important event at Pride with a superstar headliner? That headliner is me. I don't need a ticket. The itinerary? I don't need that either. The bouquet of flowers? I give that to myself before absolutely crushing. Amazing, perfect. Scenario number three. Your evening of Pride in LA is coming to an end and you're ready to go home, take a shower, and reminisce about the fun day you just had when you suddenly realize you somehow ended up in Ottawa, Canada. (laughs) So here's what you got in your back. How did this happen? I, I don't, that's not my job. I just have to give you the scenario. Okay, All right, keep going, keep going. <laughs> okay, what you got in your backpack? An Abba Zabba candy bar, mm-hmm. 
a measuring tape. Okay. And a stop sign. What in the freaking world? <laughs> well, honestly, if this was really me, the candy bar. Because I, I could just imagine that I would sit down on a curb and pop that thing open and just sort of like really feel sorry for myself. Because like, how did, how did, how did I end up here and how am I going to get home? You know? And it's nice in that moment to have some real comfort food. Yeah, and Canada's not so bad. Maybe you just stay in Canada. Actually, I love Canada. I love Canada. <laughs> you just stay in Canada forever. Yeah. Problem solved. All right, well, that was our discussion on surviving pride. Boy, did we cover it. Up next, it's time for Thrive, Survive, or Take a Dive. Today, I'll decide how certain celebrities will manage if they came face-to-face with pride events. Okay, welcome back. It's Thrive Survivor Take a Dive. This is when producer Chelsea will give me three scenarios in an ultimate survival death match. I got to explain who will thrive, who will survive, and who will take a dive. Now, Chelsea has genuinely picked all these names from randomcelebritygenerator.com. Chelsea, who are my celebrities? Yes, so I did genuinely pick these at random. They are so random that I don't even know who all these people are. <laughs> so <laughs> your first celebrity is... Gabourey Sidibe, who I don't know. Matt Lauer, who I unfortunately do know. Okay, and Scott Baio. So, of those three, who's going to thrive during Pride? Who's going to, like, do okay? And then who's unfortunately going to take a dive? This is our first ever one of these. Um, Gabourey Sidibe, she's going to survive, thrive. She's going to have all of those options. She's amazing, talented actor. She's also been in American Horror Story, so she'll probably be like on Ryan Murphy's tent. Love her, and she will have everything. Matt Lauer and Scott Barrow, both of them can fuck all the way off. Matt Lauer is a predator. He's a no-no. He's a no-no. Scott Baio, his political views are a big whoopsie-daisy. So uh, neither of those people get to be at all near pride. They both take a dive. See ya. You are officially banned. Okay, let's wrap up the episode. What have we learned? Well, according to the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force, we should bring a cell phone to pride. (laughs) But where are we going to get one? Also, definitely charge your glow-in-the-dark condoms. And in conclusion, I hope I never have to say the name Matt Lauer again. Final question, would I survive Pride events or die trying? I mean, I'll survive them. I'm just not sure I'm going to go. We'll be back every Wednesday with another episode of Survivor Die Trying. Survivor Die Trying is produced by Sony Music Entertainment. Our executive producers are Sarita Wesley and Cameron Esposito. Our senior producer is Medina Parwana. And our producer for this episode is Chelsea Jacobson. Engineering is done by Sam Bear. And our production manager is Tamika Balance-Kalancy. 